Before we begin, I'd just like to say that Life of Music Rocks fully supports the Black Lives Matter movement. To show your support from the UK, please head over to www.standuptoracism.org.uk to find out how you can contribute. And for a list of global resources, check out www.blacklivesmatter.carrd.co. Please stay safe and let's stand together to fight systemic racism forever. Thank you. Life of Music Rocks presents Mind Cassettes. Hello, welcome to the show. You're listening to Mind Cassettes, the official podcast of A Life of Music Rocks, the coolest indie blog on the whole sportsman's sportsman's bet internet. We cover rock, indie, punk, metal, and everything in between. If you're wondering why I dropped in a bit of a rhyming slang there, this is episode two of our Soundtracks of Life series, and we're talking British crime movies. From Michael Caine's Cockney Capers to Guy Ritchie's Gangster Grippers. All week we've been watching films like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, Sexy Beast, Bronson, The Italian Job and plenty more. My name is Chris Brass Tax Foxen and I'm joined by a right pair of Northern Monkeys. Richard, Richard, Radio Rental Eaton. How are you doing, mate? I am ecstatic about this episode, pal. I'm, I'm up for this. I'm excited. I can't wait to get on with it, mate. Are you okay? Right. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. So you're not even bothered about the the radio rental bit? I, I don't mind being a radio rental, pal. You know what I mean? I mean, what was the biggest thing in my life as a kid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you what a radio rental is, pal, to be honest with you. So it's on my head. Radio rental, mental. Got worse today, mate. <laughs> and here comes Barney, Michael, the Governor Gaskell. What's happening, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't get Barney, though. What's Barney? <laughs> Barney Rubble. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be an entire episode of going, what? Uh, yeah, well, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Anyway, you've um, revamped the website, Rocks. Let's, uh, let's hear about that. What have you done? Yeah, I mean, it, it was about time we... We give it a bit of a refresh, got rid of a bit of clutter. There's a lot, a lot of duplication between uh, the things we had on the blog, the things we've got on social media and the website. So website's completely minimalistic now, on brand colours, and it's just a quick resource to all of our all of our bits of creativity, playlists, interviews, straight to the blog, straight to the podcast. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right, right, right. So last episode we did have a bit of backlash on this. Um, Apparently, we didn't give enough love to Vice City. What, what are you saying about that? What are you saying? I think it's a fair point. <laughs> we did have plenty of positive... Go on. We tried to dedicate, you know, pretty much an hour and a half of time to... What did we say? It was eight games yeah, in the end like... of Summit Mental. But really, we could decide probably dedicate a full week to Vice City. So, you know, fair enough. That's, we'll that's not what the people have said. That is not what the people have said. Uh, but there was plenty of plenty of uh, positive feedback as well. So um, if you did listen last uh, last episode, thank you very much. Hope you enjoy this one too. If you haven't checked out our last episode um, where we discussed the soundtracks in Grand Theft Auto, please check it out. It's on Spotify now. It's quite been quite a bit of feedback uh, on Instagram. So a lot of people were agreeing with three, three people. One of, three one people of got in contact with me about that. So yeah. So technically, I think you know I'm I'm, I'm the winner. You know the, the true winner. The people, the people's champion, the real champion. <laughs> I, had, I had a few messages from. From people saying Pet Shop Boys was <laughs> Pet Shop Boys by Stingos was the strip yeah, club I, track. Um, gotta be honest, I, ne- I never went in the strip club, so I, I, I wouldn't know. I, drove, I just drove at 30, 30 miles an hour 
uh, obeying all the all the laws and being a good citizen. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then other things. Oscar Stevens, seven sixty, said, "How Barracuda." Yeah, and Tupac um, uh, Ambition. Yeah, yeah, we had um, DJ Prawn from the Mean Streets of Wigan. He had a lot of love for the Scientist album on GTA 3. And uh, Neil, one half of um, a really, really good podcast duo. I mean, if you're into wrestling, check out the Countout Pod, also on Spotify. Uh, they gave us some great feedback on the show. Uh, the host, Wadzi, pointed out that I forgot to introduce myself last week. Um, so I got that straight in there this time. Uh, yeah, and Neil mentioned um, "Out of Touch" by Hall and Oates. I don't think we even we even mentioned that song. It is. It's an absolute tune. Um, from what everything that I said, you know, I ran so far away by the flock of seagulls. So I'm taking my place as the winner. Right. Anyway, our dictatorship works, Chris, and I'm still the champion. Yeah, yeah, officially, but um, you, you know, the people have spoken. <laughs> anyway, while, you, while you're speaking, um, let's just, before we get onto the show, what, what have you been listening to recently? You know, we've been on lockdown, I've had plenty of time to uh, to listen to music. Have you got anything that you can uh, recommend to the masses? The Raytons. R-E-Y-T-O-N-S. Absolutely yeah, phenomenal band. They are so Sheffield, uh, way out, something like that. Yeah. Something, I think they're near. And basically, like, they're, they're a touch yeah. like the Arctic Monkeys when the Arctic Monkeys were good. <laughs> definitely worth a listen uh, Michael what about you anything, anything you want to with, with lockdown and, and work things things can be quite stressful for, so for the last couple of weeks apart from listening to um, anything that appears in a British crime film I've been listening to a bit of chilled out music so um, a, a new artist from California called Merrill uh, pretty good. He's got one song out, but it's hit two and a half million in the last couple of months. So wow. listen to that. Uh, wow. But I mean, obviously, it, it wouldn't be me if I wasn't listening to a Scottish artist. Ah. So <laughs> uh, Joseph from Scotland has just released a new track uh, called "The Sun Is Up Forever." So that's been a regular repeater on my playlists. Yeah, for for me, in like in true fashion of me, um, Metallica. Uh, they've been putting out loads of old shows on YouTube. Uh, they put on a show from 1983 from Chicago, um, and one from last year at Slane Castle. Uh, honestly, check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. It's really cool that they've you know been putting out like pretty much um, two or two or three a week and putting out like full live shows, which is really really cool. Um, yeah, and then also Abel's Army. You probably might you know if you check out our blog, you've probably heard me uh, going on about them loads. Just uh, an indie band from Huddersfield. Uh, me and Michael just seem to have no luck seeing them live. We did get to see them once at the Lending Room in Leeds, supporting False Heads. Uh, but since then, you know, we've, we've been in contact with them, we've, speak to them. we've become sort of, uh, I'd say, friends with them, and we just haven't had a chance to see them live. Uh, but yeah, they put out a bunch of old songs on Bandcamp, um, you know, old songs that they don't play live anymore, and, you know, sort of rehashes of songs they do play live. So uh, we'll check out the blog, it's all written on there. Uh, yeah, fantastic band, honestly, I urge you to check them out. So, what are we on now? Now let's talk uh, British crime movies then. So what is it about Britain that makes good crime films? What is it? Because we're good at it. We're very good at it. We're not very good at action, but we're bloody good at crime films and stuff like that. So uh, what is it? Is what it could just because be? we relate to it more? I don't know. I think so, yeah. I reckon, reckon in America they, they are as big a fans of like Snatch and Lockstock as we are. I think it seems that way, yeah. Especially Lockstock. I think Lockstock changed how the Americans see Britain a bit. Because I think before them, you know, we were, um, you know, you know, tea drinking people in trilbies we, we, and uh, we were covered, we were cousin Avi, we were exactly what cousin Avi describes. Cup of, <laughs> cup tea, of tea, tea, and tea, Mary Poppins. That's how much <laughs> for us. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think like I like to think that Guy Ritchie sort of changed that a little bit and made us made us cool. <laughs> you know, I think we're, I think we're quite cool now. Uh, down south, anyway. If you think drug dealing, murder, and uh, <laughs> other illegal activities is cool, then that's what you are. I think this is another thing. They make it sort of relatable. Not in a, I don't know if it's like if it's yeah, people have you had to cut up whilst smuggling five kilos of cocaine through the streets of Manchester whilst being chased by drug landlords. Recently, you pick five. Sense now, mate. No, I meant like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's not things that we'd actually do, so it's a good escape, but, um, you know, the, the characters and the, the characters, I think that's the basis, you know, I think that's what we do well, you know, we did like good comedy in the 80s and 70s and stuff, and I think it's because we do characters, we're not very good at action and stuff like that, I don't think we're that good at romance, to be fair, uh, but yeah, we're good at characters, you know, like Jane Austen, comedy, all that sort of stuff. Love that. Love that. I mean, that's the only one I can think of right now. I love that. Yeah, I've not seen it. Notting Hill was one, wasn't it? Was that not a love story? Um, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, they're not just, no, they're just character films. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you've got any uh, any input on that, please, because it looks like we need it, please get in contact with us on the blog or um, on our, our social media. It's at our Life of Music Rocks on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Mind Cassettes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, just get in contact with us and um, help us out a little bit because we seem to not know here. But what we do know, what we do know is soundtracks. So should we just get straight onto it? Let's get straight onto it. I'm going to start with you, Michael. And I want to know what your first song is that you've picked from a British crime there, there film. There is one that I could, I could just call out straight away, but I think I'm going to leave that a little bit. And it's, it's, it's an obvious one between us all. You're building suspense. You're building suspense <laughs> in true Guy Ritchie yeah, fashion. No, you don't. No, no, no. This one, it is, it, it is a, it is a proper British crime one for me. It's Booker T and the MGs Green Onion, and it appears in Legend. Fantastic, man. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Great, great. That's in my. Uh, yeah, it's in my um, in my others as well. I think I've actually got something written about it because it's not not just in legend. <laughs> Here we go. I actually I listed all the films that it's actually in this one. It's not one of mine, by the way. It's not one of mine. I just uh, I'm so glad you mentioned it. So it's in American Graffiti, Dragon, The Bruce Lee Story, Get Shorty, House Guest, X Men First Class, Chicken Run, GTA San Andreas. Oh yeah, full okay. circle. It's in Skate, Quadrophenia, and of course Legend. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great little tune. It's, let's yeah. have a little listen. Oh, yeah, Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions. So we've started our um, talk about British crime movie songs with uh, an American song. I honestly, I totally agree. It's it's it's, it's so cool. It's so it's so iconic and brilliant. Um, so what is it about? You know, what is it that makes a British British crime film cool. Um, what makes it good? You know what? The, to make a British crime film, I think you've got to have a couple of things. So the first one would be there has to be someone called Harry. If there ain't someone called Harry, <laughs> there ain't a proper British crime film. You've got to have... It's got to end in a cliffhanger. It's got to have a few cliffhangers in it. Oh, yeah, so many do. of them end in cliffhangers. Yeah, I've realised that this week. Um, yeah. We don't really no, do happy endings. No, no. <laughs> I, you've got to have punk, scar jazz music in it and uh, uh, some brass and some saxophone yeah gotta have that but the ultimate that it must have is an old man cockney talking slow in a breathy voice saying two words at the most whilst talking <laughs> on and on about a story that'll last about two minutes now I'm not going to do a cockney accent because there's no point I'm far from I'm the most opposite of cockney you can get but yeah 
you've got to have one of those in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't argue with that at all. Uh, any other song? Do you have a song from Legend or anything, Rick? Am I having a song from Legend? Well, funnily enough, the only song I wrote down from Legend was <laughs> Green Onions. Well, oh, my God. We kind of no, come to a winner already. Right, but you say Chris, did you have one song from Legend? Because if not, I have got another one. I didn't. No, I didn't. I've got two. You've got two from Legend. Two from Legend. Okay. And I actually just realised that I hadn't realised until now that I got two from Legend. Um, But small faces grow your own. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I actually didn't have that on my list. I considered it, but I didn't write it down for some reason. Yeah, I didn't intend to get two from Legend. I think... I wrote all these songs down first before I actually put where I heard them. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, seriously, if, you know, if you feel it, you feel it. Um, yeah, when, when, honestly, about Legend, um, obviously Duffy was in that, you know, as um, as Timmy Euro. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. And I didn't know that Timmy Euro was an actual actual person that she was playing. And, you know, she actually did play in all the... Um, and all the crazy clubs and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been listening to her a bit on Spotify and yeah, really, really cool. Duffy's probably better, <laughs> but, um, but no, really good. Another one I had, um, you know, I was thinking about from, uh, from legend was, um, something stupid. Like I love you. Uh, if you remember, um, <laughs> that's just <laughs> you British gangster film and not British rom-com. Okay. Fine. Well, yeah, it's, it's a great scene at the house party when uh, when Ronnie was singing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really, really yeah, cool, really, really like funny. At him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do have, you know, from another Tom Hardy um, biopic, I've got from Bronson, um, the Pet Shop Boys. It's a sin. Nice. Did either of you watch Bronson this week? Or no, I didn't get around to watch Bronson. There was. We have a big list to remind ourselves of, and Bronson, I watched a long time ago, and I've not watched it uh, probably since it was released, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the soundtrack isn't typically uh, British crime, you know, it's, it's done by Nicholas Winding Refn, who did uh, who did Drive, uh, and, you know, a Neon Demon, and, you know, sort of synthy films and neon films and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, he put this, uh, put this song in, Pet Shop Boys, it's a sin. Uh, just like this really, really great scene when, um, when Bronson's in... Um, He's in like a mental asylum and there's all the, um, you know, the patients and stuff all just dancing to that song. And there's just him stood on the dance floor, just stern and solemn while all these people are dancing around. It's, it's fantastic. Really, really great placement. Really, really out there. And um, honestly, none of my other songs are anything like that one. I thought I'd need to change it up a little bit and put, you know, an 80s pop song in. Uh, so that's what I've gone for. I've landed in uh, two weeks in a row now because... I had them last week with GTA, and now we've got one this week. True, true. There's something about the sound that's, I think it's that happy, nice, neon, that goes well with violence. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, stick it on. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. (laughs) Okay, uh, Richard, first song that you want to to chat about? I want to drop in there to the uh, song from Sexy Beast which uh, I'll throw right out there now. It wasn't one of my favourite films. However, it has got an absolute... Right, we, need to, we, need to get to, we need to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> There's pretty much one good scene in that film, and I'm fairly sure you can tell me what scene that well, is. Well, yeah, it was the airport, the airport scene, <laughs> which was fantastic. <laughs> honestly, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it. I, I thought it was brilliant. It was I honestly bit, thought it was brilliant. Go on, Richard. What's your thoughts on the film? So, well, <clears throat> I felt it was a bit slow. Not much action. Not real gangsters, apart from obviously um, 
Oh, his name escapes me. Ben Gary. Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Don. Ben Don. King- I can't remember his name. Don. Yeah. Don something. Ben Kingsley. He obviously, I think he got nominated, didn't he? For was it an Oscar in that film or something? He got nominated for he something. For? He did. I, I, honestly, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he made the film. No. Honestly, he... I, I, I was more scared of him than I was of Bricktop in Snatch. He annoyed me. He annoyed me. Isn't that the point? There was one scene where it's just like, no, no, oh, no, 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 for about five minutes. I was like, oh, shut up. But you've got Ray Winston, Ray Winston from Scum, you know, Ray Winston, who plays the hardest of hard men on eggshells around him. Like, I thought it was brilliant. It was just completely switched it around. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really, really good film. And I could probably guess what this song's going to be. Go on. By the Stranglers. Peaches by the Strand. Also on my list, my to friend. Honest, also on my list. No way. Yeah, to be honest, the Stranglers. I mean, ska, punk, rock. They, they, they are. See, they're, they're fantastic. See, for me, like, and I sort of, um, I've gone the two genres that I think sort of work on a British crime film are like this dub ska sort of AT sound, and then like dirty rock, like uh, you know, dirty sort of indie you know, aggressive sort of thrashy rock. I think they've them two working like, yeah, the sort of this yeah, features is it's, it's right there, isn't it? It's dub. It's got it's, it's fantastic. It's another great baseline, isn't it? So tell me, did you uh, did you look if Peaches appeared in any other films? Uh, yes, well, so as well as Sexy Beast, it was um, it was used in the 1997 film Metroland. Uh, it was also used in the film Killer Elite 2011. I've not seen either of those, no. uh, but it wasn't used in GTA, but it was used in Driver in Driver Parallel oh, Lines. Yes, we never spoke. Um, oh. We didn't. We didn't at all. Um, also, it's been on a few TV shows: Hollyoaks, Being Human, and Gotham. Um, but yeah, as far as British crime films go, that's the only one. And used so well as well. Right at the beginning, the title theme was really, really good. Was it before or after the uh, the boulder rolled down the um, it was the hill? It was really <laughs> Even better, even better. <laughs> All right, should I uh, should I pick a song then? So I'm going to go with this uh, the dirty rock that I was just on about, and I'm going to start with Kazabian and Club Foot from uh, London Boulevard. Um, again, you know, the film itself, it, you know, it didn't blow me away. It was, it was good. It was good. I just didn't like Kira Knightley's uh, character in it at all. Um, but the scene when this comes on at the end, have you ever seen seen London Boulevard? I've never even heard of it, pal. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, um, there's this I mean, I scene. I quite like Kira Knightley, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> she, oh, she's a bit annoying in this. If, I, if I'm completely well, honest she's in Paris of the Caribbean as well, to be fair. Still <laughs> watching. Um, yeah, so there's this, there's just this part with, um, so there's this character, he's, um, he's posh, he's played by uh, David uh, Thewlis, he's called Jordan in it, and he's like, um, he's Kira Knightley's business manager, and he's agoraphobic, and he doesn't go outside and stuff, but it just comes to a part at the end, when uh, Colin Farrell's character sort of needs him, and he's just looking down the gun, and he goes, uh, I am, what I say I am, and then bang, da 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 honestly, it's so cool, it's used so well. And it is like that dirty rock British, um, yeah, it's the crime song for me, I think. Should we, uh, should we have a little listen? That is a proper, proper gangster crime song. It is, crime. it is. Song. We were at a festival this year and um, just, you know, one of the nights, because um, there was a download festival and it rained the whole time. And uh, we were sort of going around the, um, around the tent putting songs onto, a, onto a, like a playlist, onto an Apple Music playlist. And one of the um, categories that we came up with is a song that you love by a band that you hate. 
And that was mine. That was mine. I love that song. And uh, I really don't like Kasabian at all. They've actually got three songs in that film as well. So it's just like a Kasabian uh, best of, if, if you would, but, which isn't saying much. But yeah, that song, honestly, when it hits, it's just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So yeah, I picked this song by a band I don't like from a film that I didn't really like. But I picked it, so <laughs> there we go. It's, it's funny because I dislike Kasabian and I've no actual reason for disliking them. I just don't know what it oh. is. I saw them live at Leeds Festival. Oh my God, they were dreadful. And the annoying thing is as well, my mate Christian, um, the plan was, we had a little um, agreement in it. I said, if you come and watch Hatebreed with me, then I'll come and watch Kasabian with you. So Kasabian were on the first night, so I went and watched Kasabian with him. Hatebreed were on the last night. Nope, I went and watched Free Fighters instead. To be fair, I'd rather go watch Free Fighters and Hatebreed, but you know, if you're wrong. <laughs> well, I, I got to see half of Free Fighters anyway, so... Um, so um, I think it's probably time that we get on to Guy Ritchie, isn't it? Um, but I'm not, going to I'm not going to snatch, I'm not going to lock stock. I've got one from Rock and Roller. And of course, it's some dirty rock music. It's dirty rock music. And it's actually played live. And it's uh, Rock and Roll Queen by The Subways. <laughs> That's, that, that made it into my list. Not in my top five, <laughs> but it is in my list of... Uh... Good songs. This is this is going much better than the GTA one, you know. We're we're sort of agreeing here, so um, you know if it, you know if this, if we don't agree with what the people say, then it's all three of us who's going down, not just Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, Rock and Roll Queen by the uh, by the Subways. Subways, Rock and Roll Queen, excellent. That's a brilliant one. Yeah, yeah. Again, what a, what a film, what a film. It's um, it, I think it sort of ends the uh, the sort of Guy Ritchie London Gangster trilogy. Um, I don't think he's still in the same bracket as the ones we're going to get to eventually. But um, no, no, really, really good. And to see that, you know, to see it played live as well. And the actual band, I don't think it was played live. You know, it was probably a recording. But to see the actual band in there in the nightclub scene, yeah, I thought it was really, really cool. And again, fits fit really well into the um, into the theme. Uh, Richard, have you got any anything from Rock and Roller? Yeah, I have actually. Actually, uh, I really enjoyed the so uh, the film, and one of my favourite songs that was in there, but just doesn't quite make my top five, was uh, "Bank Robber" by The Clash. And uh, it's in the scene; it's yeah. where Johnny Quaid yeah. is um, is basically playing as, as when he's a kid, and he's got this cranked, absolutely loud. He's miming along to it just to piss off his stepdad. And then yes. uh, he, get, he yes. gets the catch in the end, and he comes in and gets beaten up, unfortunately. Yeah, it's when he gets belted, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you can't see that being the start of him, like, you know, becoming into rock and roll and becoming his own person. And it's just quite a poignant part of the film, I felt. I mean, a really great song, The Bank Robber. What a song. Have any of you seen a film called um, Dead Man's Shoes? I haven't. Is that the one where he ends up having. He spikes with LSD, then wears a gas mask and goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's a lot more to it than that. He does a lot. Yeah, there is, there is. But that's that's one of the scenes of. I think it really stuck with me. A mentally challenged um, brother. He's the one that he's sort of, you know, he's you know, he's getting sort of revenge for it. And that's actually the same guy who played uh, Johnny Quid. It's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really, um, really different roles. But yeah, the the best thing, honestly, about Rock and Roller for me was the, the the Russians. They're just immortal. Yeah. The amount of time they just kept trying to kill them, <laughs> kept trying to kill them. And it was, that, I that, it was fantastic. Scene, yeah, they were brilliant. That, the scene where they're running along the uh, the rail tracks and they're both absolutely knackered. You know, I, I can't decide whether uh, Gerard Butler works in uh, British crime because uh, he's a he's a brilliant actor and talking Irishman in it. But he, he doesn't really appear in that many other British crime. If any, I mean, he's in a lot of good... so if you think of like a uh, lawful citizen, yeah, the one in America, a law-abiding so, citizen, law-abiding citizen, law-abiding citizen, that great actor. 
But he, in in this list of uh, British crime films, he this is this is his only appearance. Whereas the other ones, you've basically got the same cast over and over again. I can't I can't decide whether whether he fit. No, no, I think this is it's probably the film that made Tom Hardy though, isn't it? Um, yeah. What was his name in it? Gorgeous Joe or something? Beautiful Joe? I, I can't remember. Uh, no, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Handsome, is he called Bob? Handsome is Bob he gorgeous Bob? Handsome Bob, that's gorgeous it. Handsome, handsome Bob. Bob, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, he was fantastic. I think he stole the show. It's Tom Hardy always steals the show. Um, um, I think he's probably worth maybe running through Lake Cake and some of the other films we watched as well, if there was any any mentions you want to pull out from it. So I think for me, Layer Cake, uh, The Cult, She Sells Sanctuary. Got it on the list as well. Great tune. And uh, Ecstasy. Uh, making plans for Nigel. Oh, yeah, what a song, what a song. I forgot about that. Um, well, from Blair Cake, I just remember, you know the scene when um, when the unnamed guy, the, you know, Daniel Craig's character, when he goes to kill Jimmy, he's got the, um, you know, he's, he's, all, he's all dressed up and he goes to kill Jimmy. And there's some really intense trip-hop in the background. I don't know what the song is, I don't know who it is, but oh my God, it's brilliant. Really, really, like, I think that's, just, I think that's probably the, um, you know, the actual score. For the film, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So, a bit of an interesting fact on that one. So, in 2015, it was announced that Jason Statham's production studio has actually got the rights to produce the sequel to Layer Cake. So, that'd be really interesting to see. Well, is that uh, going to happen? Well, it, it was 2015, so we are talking five years ago, but who knows? Who knows? That'd be, that'd be good, to, good one to watch. Yeah, I love yeah, Jason I mean... Statham. Like, when it, when it comes to action films, or I think crime, the, another, like, sort of. Um... A theme that we've got with these films is like you know once you're a gangster you're you're always a gangster because in london boulevard as well we had um colin farrell wanting to sort of leave the life then we had um, sexy beast as well with ray rinston wanting to leave the life and they just get dragged back in and then obviously daniel craig at the end of that obviously he's unnamed um yeah he's, he's done it he's, he's he's achieved it and he's left the life bang get shot yeah. <laughs> Sorry if there's um, spoilers there. Like that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just it's these um, unhappy endings isn't it <laughs> this could also um, be said for another film that I've watched actually about someone wanting to leave the life I don't know if you, either of you two watched it but it's actually Guy Ritchie's latest film The Gentleman I've not seen it I'm, I'm going to be honest with you I've not seen it no uh, it's a cracking oh, film no I get mixed up between The Gentleman and Irish Irishman is Gentleman the one that's like three hours long no that's the Irishman that's the Irishman that's the American Gentleman's the one with um, the guy whose name I can never pronounce but he was in Dazed and Confused alright 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 <laughs> is it Matthew McConaughey or something like that oh Matthew McConaughey yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's the main guy in that and basically just as a quick synopsis he, uh, he owns like one of, well he runs one of the largest um, marijuana growing plants in London all illegal obviously and he's trying to sell up and move out but uh, I will say there is actually one song in that film that should be in probably more gangster films, and that's the uh, the jam. That's entertainment. Yes, yes. What a tune! What a tune! Yeah. But that that was it on the gentleman. That's really hard. And I just wanted to point out that you know, great film. The jam should be in more because if you think about the the music, the the genre that they fall into, the era that they fall into, it is pretty much what you will put in any British crime film. In fact, I think once we've done this. We sh- we should try and find a song that doesn't appear in a British crime film that is perfect for a British crime film. Let's so do it. We'll Let's do it. That's that a fantastic yeah. idea. Yeah, the set scene and everything. Oh, um, yeah. I just found that really. We're still on a layer cake though. I found a nice fact here. Uh, the F word and all its derivatives are said 210 times in this film. 
Wow. 210 wow. times. That's got to be more than snatching lock stock. I'm going to look it up that's, when we get to them. You know, just going back to, to films and, and some interesting things, one of, one of the notes I made about um, Rock and Roller, there's a, there's a comment about Catch a Cold, and, and it comes up about, about four or five times, and I have not got a clue what it means. There's, there's a couple of references. Catch a Cold, you'll catch a cold. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I don't know what it means. But several times it got referenced, and and I made a note because I was hoping at the end it would become clear what catch a cold actually is. No, I'm still sat here wondering what, what's catching a cold. It's, if you don't well, do job, sent down. Is it about something you were getting sent down to prison, maybe, or something like that? I don't know why that suddenly sprung into my head. I could be completely wrong. If anyone can shed any light on what catching a cold is, uh, particularly when it comes to rock and roll, uh, we'd love to hear that. At a life of music rocks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, right. I think it's time we get onto it then, isn't it? This is, um, you know, these two a big film. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Richard's just waving his hands, going, nope, nope. Let's just, let's just go back to the 60s, which, as we all agreed, is a great time for British film. And I know, I know two of us have at least watched it recently, but The Italian Job. And there is one song in that. What a film. There's one song, one song, that's it. One song in that that is quite essentially British crime. Self preservation society. (laughs) That's not to take a bow. It's not on my list, but it's not on mine. It's on my um, it's on my sort of um, my backup list. You know the, uh, the reserves. Like we're probably going to need. I feel it was an honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. The film itself deserves more than an honourable mention. It's a I fantastic film. Absolutely. I think that's probably what started the British Gangster in terms of the music that you hear, because a lot of music that you hear in British Gangster is jazz and Motown and the soundtrack. And Northern Soul. Northern Soul. So the soundtrack. Was done by is it Quincy Jones if I remember right? Quincy, Quincy Jones, Jones it is yeah Quincy did, Jones the soundtrack I think probably this was years ago one of the first proper British gangster of modern times I say modern times it's a long time ago now but I think that's probably what <laughs> set set the bar at the sort of music you have in a British gangster definitely and the, the film itself is just, it's so British it's yeah. unbelievable so. That um, the guy, what's his name in the? He was in prison, sort of the crime lord in prison. Is it Mr. Bridger? I think he's called. Yeah, Mr. Bridger. Every time he's walking around, and they've got that sort of uh, <laughs> you know, that really nice little fanfare. The nice from playing, yeah, Royal Britannia. It's fantastic, and he goes through the um, through the, through the prison, waving at everybody and all the England, England. It's it's ace, it's ace. Another favourite part of that is um, when they're going to get Benny Hill. You know his character, the doctor, oh, and they're both, they're both sat there. No, no, when they're talking to his mum, and they've both got a cat on their knee. I don't even want to go through it. It's just, you've just got to watch it. It's, I won't do it any justice. It's so funny. I also want to drop an amazing fact about that film, and it's it yes, let's hear it. To me. So the film is all about driving cars, really. It is. I think we'll agree. And the main character is Michael Caine. It is. Who, at the time of filming, did not have a driving license and doesn't actually drive in that film. No way. Honestly, go back and rewatch it. He does not drive. So you're telling me that Michael Caine could not drive? Because he, at the beginning, that Aston Martin DB4 that he, that he gets uncovered, that he's a beautiful car. A beautiful car. All you see in that scene, my friend, is he sits in that car, it then cuts away, and the next time you see him, he's pulled up outside the hotel, getting out of the car. He does not my drive. In, my entire life's a lie. 
And until I read that fact, I never realized. In fact, if you'd have asked me two days ago, does Michael Caine drive one of the minis? I'd have swore on <laughs> my life that he did. Oh, no, I obviously, yeah, the, the minis. That's, I just love that film. I'm going to watch that in a moment. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Michael, answer me one question right now Snatch or Lockstock? Which is better? Snatch. Scarby, snap, snap. Richard? Snatch. Go on, Chris, what's yours? Again, the, the, the voice of the people here is Lockstock. <laughs> it's definitely Lockstock for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what people say about this again. Um, do you know what? I love Snatch. I love Snatch. But for, for me, Lockstock, it just, um, it just started something. Like I said before, it just it made Britain cool. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we are quite cool. We are quite cool. All right, let's, well, let's talk Snatch then, since that's what uh, what, what we're on about now. So um, let's see. Have you got any songs from Snatch, Richard? Yes, I have. First one from Snatch, I think I'll drop on you both, is uh, Dreadlock Holiday. Yes, yes, yes. And it's also probably one of the most iconic scenes with probably the most quotes that I can get for you in one go. It's when, <laughs> this first, when the lads first meet Tyrone, the getaway driver, and that's like... <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from? <laughs> Stop that car. Of course I am. You're in my car. <laughs> Stop the car, Tyrone. <laughs> and I'm driving, it's my car. It's too tight. <laughs> you can land a jumbo you jet in there. Like a jumbo jet. <laughs> this is cool. You know what? That's, that's like, is it, is it a bit of reggae, that? It's definitely reggae, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's sort of reggae. That's one thing I missed off when I was saying like jazz, punk, ska, reggae. So dead, dead. Yeah, that song for me though, it's um, it just comes conjures up one image all the time. Um, Have you watched the Mighty Boosh? Yes, of course. In in series one with Rich Fulcher's character when he's just dancing. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it's brilliant. And you've got uh, Vince Noel and. It's brilliant, and that's, that's why I couldn't put it in my list because that's what it's become now. That's what it's become. It's become a weird sort of sexy, yeah. sexy American Zuona dancing song. Um, <laughs> so staying on Snatch, have you got any from Snatch, Chris? Uh, yeah, there's plenty in my reserves. Absolutely plenty. I've got uh, three in my reserves, but no, nothing in my top right, five. I'll, I'll, I've got two. One in my top five, and one one that just missed, and it missed because they appeared in one of my other tracks. But I don't, I don't want to mention my top one just yet. So I think let's talk about the reserves before we go for the one that everyone will talk about. So my reserve from Snatch was the specials, Ghost Town. Yeah, that's mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that one of you would have said that one. Well, I knew one of you two would have said that one. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. it's none of us have. Like well, it's, it's going to go on the list then, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, we've got plenty of spaces on definitely, this list. So, so does that mean that <laughs> Did everyone avoid the obvious one for Snatch? Or because for me it is in my top it's five. My, it's my number two, yeah, guys. It's, it's probably my number two or three, maybe at it's a push to third. Two. Yeah, it's my number two. This is this is my top one. It is it's my number two of all of them. Uh, and it's my top one from Snatch. And it is none other than Stranglers Golden Brown. Absolute tune, isn't it? Golden Brown. Yeah. Amazing. This the scene when uh, Brad Pitt gets 
smashes nice. a, a gorgeous George. Is it gorgeous George. Gorgeous it just George. hits the deck and that comes straight on. And, and Tom, it's hit. It's hit. And if he's not, he should be. <laughs> well, um, amazingly, from Snatch, I didn't have that one. What? Um, no, honestly, I didn't. I didn't. So... My first one from Snatch, and this is just like I said in my reserves. This isn't in my uh, in my top five. Was Angel by Massive Attack, and I think it was just in such a poignant moment of the film because the film's you know it's quite funny, it's quite comical all the way through, except this one scene you know where uh, where Bricktop's just set fire to um, to the caravan, which has oh, uh, which has it. which has Mickey's mum in it, and uh, yeah, it's just like a bit of a montage of all like bad stuff happening. And this song just plays it, it gives you goosebumps listening to it. Um, so that's that's mine from uh, from Snatch. I've got I've got another one from Snatch. I've got another one. We've got the Mighty Oasis yeah. and fucking in the bushes. Fucking in the bushes. The fight scene right at the end. It's like entrance yeah. music for uh, for Brad Pitt coming out looking all hard. <laughs> it's just it's, it's what a tune, what a tune. Honestly, when we first decided to do this, that was my number one. And it's you know as I've been watching these films, it's sort of gone down and down and down. And now it's just in my reserves. But what a tune, what an absolute tune. And we were doing so well at not swearing during this, and there I have. I've had to say it because it's a, a reference to the film. Yeah, right, we've done pretty well. Definitely done pretty well. Uh, so I think before we move on to Lockstock, uh, which is, is evidently probably one of the top ones for uh, one of the best films and one of the best soundtracks, whilst we've been watching these films, who is, who is your best actor? So let, let's go for this, Chris. Best actor. Wow. That, what, just for out of them all? Out of everything I watched? Um, oh, it's, it's got to be Tom Hardy. It's got to be for, just for legend alone. I mean, Bronson, obviously fantastic. You know, he's unrecognizable in that. But yeah, to play two different, yeah. very, very different twins, uh, you know, sort of together. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that. And again, he appears in all these, you know, he's in Rock and Roller. He's in, um, I think, I'm sure he's in Layer Cake yeah. as well. I think he's really yeah. posh in Layer Cake, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he just appears in them all. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely him without, without a shadow of a doubt. Richard? Vinnie Jones. <laughs> he is Go the on. British <laughs> Yeah, Sm- like how many scenes has he done where he's smashing someone's head in with a car oh, door? Like, if, if, if that doesn't happen in a film, it's not a British crime film. <laughs> <laughs> that should be number one. I think Vinnie yeah. Jones should be. Yeah, he's the face of the British crime film. I was I was leaning towards Michael Caine for a while back there when I was watching him. However, it's uh, it's got to be Vinnie on it, Big Vin. Well, say, saying that on Michael Caine. So my favourite character, Harry Brown. Yes, yeah. Your favourite character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> favourite character? That is, oh, that's no. a real tough one. That is a real tough one. No, favourite um, character is quite a simple one when you're ready, lads. Go on. Go on. I, I... Bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he genuinely terrified me. And when you've watched him in Lockstock, and he's like this pleasant guy who just, you know, helps out in the bar... Like, like, you know, stings, mate. And then all of a sudden he's bricked up and he's angry. He's got a pig farm. He's smashing <laughs> someone's face with a hammer. He kills a bloke in his boxing arena and then turns around to these two big belly boxers and goes, what the fuck are you two? <laughs> well, just, <laughs> the guy's just, just a little interesting fact there. So the right early on in the in the first scenes of Snatch, uh, there's, he's in the boxing ring and he, he orders the killing. And I think the character's called Liam, the boxer. So... Uh, this boxer gets suffocated by Bricktop's uh, you know, <laughs> headies. 
Now, actually, I actually, I actually know that boxer. So that boxer is called Mickey Cantwell, and I met him on holiday in, I think, either first venture or Mallorca in like mid nineties. And yeah, we we became quite quite good friends with him. Went up to see him and his son. I think he's got a son called Sam, who's a, who's also a boxer now. Sam Cantwell. I, I also have his shoulders with the stars there. <laughs> <laughs> All 30 seconds of him in snatch But yeah He said he actually sent me some memorabilia Some um, so I think some gloves and some old medals Or something uh, So I'm told this is a long time ago I don't quite remember that <laughs> It would be nice if he sent you an 84 you carat diamond <laughs> 86 carat I'm sorry, carat. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah just on, a fact, a fact As I was saying Britsop is my favourite character in the films but that could have ended very differently, as originally it was um, put to Sean Connery to play him. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Yeah. That, that's, I didn't know that. I didn't, yeah, honestly, I didn't know that. But could you imagine uh, yeah. the dynamical difference to the film that would have made if, if it's it Sean Connery? Yeah, he, he stole the show, didn't he? He really did steal, steal the show. Alan Ford, a funny thing about Alan Ford as well, you know, obviously he's a, a pig farmer in it, feeds people to the figs. He's got his, uh, his dog fighting a uh, little side project going on. He's actually um, a vegan animal rights activist, Alan Ford. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I think he's such a nice guy in real life. It's, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, fantastic character. Not as good as Ray Winston in Sexy Beast, but, you know, we'll, we'll just get over that. <laughs> so is that you're going for then, Chris? That's your favourite character, is it, Ray Winston in Sexy Beast? So you just uh, throw a shot for us there, lads. You know what? Like, even though I've just said that, like, you know, I do prefer uh, Lockstock to Snatch. Tommy in um, in Snatch. I think he's absolutely fantastic. There's this, um, <laughs> this, this little there's this little scene when um, when Brad Pitt, you know, when they're, they're talking about the, um, the the rabbit, you know, they're they're, they're chasing the hares, and uh, <laughs> and so he says to um, Turkish, he goes, um, "What proper fucked?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, yes, yeah, he's Tommy. gonna get proper fucked." Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> but then it goes back and um, Brad Pitt's there and he says um, and he says so, so what do you think's happening and, and he goes um, I think the rabbit gets fucked and, <laughs> and then Brad Pitt goes what proper fuck and this little uh, yeah and this little smirk from Tommy is brilliant it's so cute it's like yeah it's the only victory he has in the whole film the whole film he just gets ripped on and that was his little <laughs> his little small victory so yeah I'm going with him <laughs> Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Here we go. Here we go. What a film. Seriously, what a film. And for me, and I know we're talking about all these 60s films and stuff and um, 70s films, 80s films. Um, but for me, this this is what started it. This is what started us, you know, being the uh, being the leaders of the gangster film, of the uh, of the crime film. Uh, right, so are we going to pick songs then? Are we going <laughs> to? We've got long enough. So Lockstock, the best scene of Lockstock is... The boxing ring, the boxing ring, the card game, which I believe is the first scene they actually filmed in it, and it's so cool. You've got um, you've got Ed who comes in, you know, all smug, all smug, and he's uh, saying, "Oh, isn't this uh, what's this? Is this meant to be symbolic? I would have worn my gloves if I'd known." And he sort of uh, he looks at Harry, and uh, Harry goes, "Oh, so you must be Ed, JD's son." And Ed goes, uh, "Oh, you must be Harry." I didn't know your father. Proper smoke, proper smoke. And he's really, really cool. And then obviously the card game happens. We all know what happens oh, there. Oh, you missed a cracking line out there, Mr. Foxen. Go on. Carry on speaking that out, and you might just meet him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. And then the whole card game, it's really, really stylish and really, really cool. And then obviously we see Ed lose. And as he loses, he stands up 
and this tune just comes on it. It's, uh, it's dirty, it's rock. It's not British, unfortunately, but it's uh, the Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog. Yeah. And it just sets this scene so perfectly. And it's just, oh my God, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It became one of my favorite songs of all time uh, because of this. So that's mine. That's mine from, uh, from Lockstock. Okay, so there's actually, there's, I've got two contenders for this, but I've got to go with the one that plays my heart strings the most. And it's uh, Zara the Greek from Lockstock. What a great song that is. It tees up probably the main sequence of events in one hit. It starts off with Nick the Greek pacing around nervously, trying to load his van to escape. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. It's just brilliant. It just all kicks off all at once. And massive fights, massive gun shootouts, all while Zorba the Greek is playing. Um, and in the, you know, I've got a personal friend to this song. When I lived out in Cyprus and I worked in the bar each evening at the end of their uh, midnight closing, we'd play this song and we'd all like dance around, clicking our fingers, <laughs> waving our lips. <laughs> Fantastic sight to behold me doing my uh, separate dancing there, you know. But it, it, whenever I hear that song, it immediately reminds me of Lockstock. It immediately reminds me of the shootout between absolutely everybody and all the main characters. And yeah, just, you know, I love it. I think we should have a listen to that. Yeah, but I'll let it go and you'll know it in a minute. And the way it speeds up, like that's how the guns start firing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Perfect timing and everything. Yeah, excellent choice. The way it falls in line with the scene and the shooting and everything else that goes with that film is just incredible and perfect. And it's probably probably one of Guy Ritchie's most perfect moments in movie making, in my opinion. Yeah, in his best film. <laughs> uh, Michael, anything from uh, Lockstock for you? Yeah, so this is this is my number one, number one of, of all of them. Um, Storm Roses, Fool's Gold. Oh my God, my wife is going to love you. <laughs> she already does. <laughs> she does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is definitely... Uh, I, think, I think this is one of the songs that makes the film. Got to be honest, I cannot remember the scene that it appears in. Because uh, I didn't. It's right at the end. Name. It's yeah. It's right at the end. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 when yeah, yeah. The comes in it over the bridge, and it kind of just goes to the credits, then, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, uh, no, no. It's, it's before then, isn't it? I'm sure it's when, um, you know, when. Thingy, well, is it when, when they um, open the catalog. No, yeah. Well, it sort of ends with that. It ends with that. Yeah. So it's when uh, Big Chris goes back oh, to sort of Harry's. He goes back to Harry's yeah, and he sees that he's dead. So he put, sort of picks up the bag with all the money in it and uh, and takes the guns, and that's when it starts playing. It's one of those. It's a great song anyway. But uh, yeah, definitely lands. Lands as my number one British crime film soundtrack song. And that is Fool's Gold by the Storm Roses. Well, yeah, again, just made my reserves. But um, 100 Mile High City from uh, Ocean Colour Scene. Also, in it my just starts off the film. Starts off the film, bang, straight in, straight in. It's um, again, what a fantastic Britpop song. Really, really sums up the '90s for British music. I, I tell you what, uh, hit, really helped along by this film. I tell you what, hit my um, my reserve list. Easy Rollers, Walk This Land, and Stretch. Why did you do it? Both, both of those yes. pretty good songs that I, I noticed whilst I was watching. And Lockstock, yeah, yeah. There's also a. Spooky by Dusty Springfield as well. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, so yeah. It's just, just such a fantastic soundtrack. I think, it, yeah, that's, that's probably what made the film for me. I, well, I don't that, think that, it would be my favourite of the two without the soundtrack. 
That is the strip club song, though, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> not, not whatever the listeners said last week. Spooky by Dusty Springfield. That, that is a strip club song right there. <laughs> I think it's it's also quite Tarantino-esque, isn't it, that song? Yeah. So uh, I don't think we can put it into a list of um, great British crime songs. But we have um, a cracking one as well from Lotstock, you know. And um, Just listen to this while you're having to drive around, but drive nice and slowly like you're a bit of a, you know, you're looking to shoot someone out of a window or something. It's uh, The Boss by James Brown. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Two James Brown songs in that uh, in that film. Was it? Payback. Yeah, Payback on The Boss, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, just the, it came on today. I was listening to the soundtrack driving around, and that came on. <laughs> absolutely loving it. Did you shoot anyone? Yes, I did. Absolutely funny enough. Yeah. Oh, right, right, oh, right, right. This, this is why I'm filming it, recording right now from Wandsworth Prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it looks like we're at the, the end of talking about our films, and um, because we've all picked the same songs a few times, we've actually got three spaces here. So we've got Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. We've got Small Faces, Grow Your Own. We've got Zorba the Geek. We've got Golden Brown. We've got Fool's Gold by Stone Roses. We've got Ghost Town by The Specials. We've got Dreadlock Holiday. Who's Dreadlock Holiday by, Rich? 10cc, I think. Yeah. We've got I Want to Be Your Dog by The Stooges. Clubfoot by Kasabian. The Stranglers, Peaches. Pet Shop Boys, It's a Sin. And The Subways, Rock and Roll Cream. So we need to um, sort of jump into our reserves here now and get get this filled up. Can I just say on there, really, lads, we should have, it's not a great song, but it is a gangster song through and through, or the crime song. It should Self-preservation should be on there, in my opinion. Let's put it on. Let's put yeah. it on. If, if you're both happy with that. Uh, yeah, agreed. Just agreed. as a side note here, Chris, it's Zorba the Greek, not geek. Might as well say that again, just me three, like, redo over it. <laughs> nah, I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, right. I said I said nudes last week. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. Okay, so that leaves us with two more songs that we need. Two more, two more. Did, did we did we put the layer cake one on there? Because I had it as well. She sells. She, she sells sanctuary. You know what? I've, 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 before before we do that, let me let me run through three others that I had in my reserves. So we've got a um, new order. Your silent face that was on Bronson. Yes. Yeah. We've got Leo. Uh, Leo Delib's flower duet from Lacme, and I don't know if I'm saying that right. So that is a classical song. What film was that from, sorry, pal? Oh, so do you know that what? was from Bronson. Bronson. Leo oh. Delib's uh, flower duet. I've actually got it. Art, art room. Leo flower duet. Art room. Oh, no, it's yes. from the art room. The art room scene. That's where I wrote it. Yes. <laughs> well, art room yeah. is a called so art that's, room. <laughs> that's also really good. But also um, the one. So. This is actually the first one I wrote down, and it's the ending to Sexy Beast, and that's Martin Swear. Let's put it in. Right, so, so from for what you've, you've said there, I think that you're getting all the, the spoils, mm-hmm. all the spoils. So now, now we've got this list of top 15, probably top 16 now. How are we going to come no, down we've got to... got 15. we got 15? Do you know what, though? You know what you said earlier, Michael? I think we um, we up the ante a little bit here. Um, let's not have a list of 15. Let's have a list of 18 and include the songs that you said... The songs that we are going to, we wish, or we think should be in a British gangster movie. Go on. Ah. That's a good idea. Right then, let's, let's let's list our songs then. So, Chris, have you got one? Right, I think I might, I might set a little scene for you here then. Right, <laughs> so it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the end of the film, right? I've got two heroes, let's say, uh, who they're played by. We're going to go James McAvoy and Charlie Hunnam. 
and they've just stolen let's a million quid, a million quid from a crime lord who's played by let's, uh, Christian Bale. Why not Christian Bale? So they're driving through London, celebrating. Uh, what happens? What happens? I mean, I've got the song. I just need the scene. Okay, the car smashes into a lamppost, and uh, it, they get picked up by two detectives. Um, we've been trying to track down this money. Uh, they're played by Idris Elba and uh, Andy Serkis. This is going to be an expensive film, isn't it? Oh, uh, so they, rush <laughs> <laughs> they rush over to the car and find James McAvoy in the car by himself. And then uh, we're going to flip to a shot of Charlie Hunnam sat in an alley with a duffel bag full of money. Um, another car pulls up and it's driven by his love interest and Christian Bale's wife, uh, played by... Emily Blunt and she'll say something like well you're getting in or what and then this track bang it plays and this track is Last Man Standing by The Heavy Never get it on get it on, get it on. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so you can so, so just picture that scene it's just happened this is the very last shot of the film and she goes you're getting in or what and then we get these really stylized credit scene with this song in the background let's have a listen yeah instantly as soon as I've heard that that is that is yeah Perfect. Wait till singing starts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? That, I think that's got everything you need, isn't it? That, that is. That, how is that not in a British guy? A British crime film already? <laughs> yeah. It's upbeat and tempo. <laughs> it's, it's not in a British crime film because it only came out about um, six months ago. Uh, <laughs> right. And nothing's made anything because we've all been in lockdown, so we haven't made any films. I have a sneaking feeling that me and Richard will probably go on the same lines here, so I'll let Richard go first. Go on. Who do you think? I, I think your sneaking suspicion is incorrect, my yeah. friends, because I'm hoping that you've chose what I think you thought I would have chose. <laughs> go on. What have you got? Well, right, I haven't been able to pick one song, but, but you've got to hear me out on this, right? It's a new band that us three have listened to recently it's called they're a band called jaco right and and they are they are they've got a, such a great twist of music it's sort of reggae style uh, hip-hop ska mixed into one and they've, only got four, and they've only got four songs part like lads and i've been trying to work one of the choose one of these songs because i know they'd fit great into any gangster british gangster film and i can't so i want all four to go on <laughs> It, 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 I mean, I'll, list, yeah. I'll list them alphabetically if you want. Nah. <laughs> no, no, I think... No, pick one. Pick, pick one, you're on the spot. Yeah, pick pick one. one. Cold Heart Killer. Cold Heart Killer, then. Cold Heart Killer. That, that, yes. that is a brilliant song. Interestingly enough, they just messaged me whilst we were doing this, asking if we'd listen to the new song. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, lads, yes, we have. And we are loving it. And Richard is definitely... Hang on, it's the new song, Colder Than The Sea, which I happened to write about a couple of weeks ago and put in our wonderful, amazing blog. <laughs> that is, it's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> that's blog, blog, blog dot a life of music dot rocks. Yeah, that's so, so lads, yes, we have listened to it and it is. it, it appears on about the fifth post down on blog dot life of music dot rocks. Um, and now you just made the live podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> so from me... Um, I want you to set a scene as well. So picture this: the protagonists of this film have just completed the biggest, sneakiest heist. This One second, thing... Father, where's this film set? I don't know where it's set. It's London. Set... Is it Scotland by any no, chance? It's not Scotland. It's not Scotland. So this, this, this is set. This is set in somewhere east Yorkshire, 
That's our way. So picture this. Oh. Protagonists have just completed the biggest heist, the biggest, sneakiest heist, and they think they're on top in East Yorkshire. In East Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's in East Yorkshire. They got away with, with tame cow and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the two tractors. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. There we go. Just insulting our fans again, Chris. <laughs> so picture this. So they've, they're on top of the world right now. Ecstatic. But they don't realise that the antagonists are hot on their heels. So they're having a good drink. They're probably doing some of the drugs that were stolen, spending some of that money that they've stolen. And the next morning, they wake up and the scene starts extremely hungover. And that's when the phone calls kick in. The realisation that they are truly fucked because the antagonists are hot on their heels, banging headache, banging hangover and the scrambling, getting all the gear together. And there we go. The Rayton's headache kicks in. Absolute yes. banger. That is, that is a proper British crime song. And it's perfect. It is perfect. And, and you've let me down, Paul, because that's not what I thought you would go for. <laughs> <laughs> we, weekend debt. Weekend weekend nope. I mean, nope. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, weekend debt are brilliant, but I don't think they are... I don't. I couldn't put one of those songs in a British crime film right now. Il Padrino, my man. Oh, what? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. you'd go with. Yeah. <laughs> that. That. You know what? Actually, I can see them fishing it for you. I tell you what. I tell you what. Let's. <laughs> let's because of the fact that Il Padrino is a brilliant song and he's called The Godfather. That's got to go in there as well. That's a group collective one. Open all means Godfather, by the way, Chris. That's what that is. It's not called Godfather. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. It's called Weekend Day, Il Padrino. And, you know, actually, How do I spell Il Padrino? Il Padrino. I-L-P-A-D-R-O-N-I. P-A-D-R-I-N-O. Il Padrino. You know, I And that song's got, it's got a massive build-up. It's got a great build-up. Actually, yeah. I think, I think that one would go great in there as well. So to reiterate, guys, we've uh, we've now got instead of fifteen songs, we've got twenty songs. <laughs> so we're going to put that Lacme Flower duet in as well. So um, we've got our work ahead of us here. Now we've got to pick a winner. Uh, I've I've got mine, and um, <laughs> well, for me, the top one has got to be the one that we all picked. <laughs> you know, the, the the one that came out first from Sexy Beast. It's going to be um, the Stranglers and Peaches for me. That's a good yeah. one, Richard. That's a cracking one. Um, for me, I am going to go with. It's got to be Golden Brown from Snatch, in my opinion. And and for me, my top one, I'm going to say Booker T and the MGs Green Onion. <sighs> Lads, this is this is going to be a hard one this week. It is. That is really tough. That's really tough. They're all so iconic. So I, iconic. And I, and I really and I really love Peaches as well. But do I really want to put that as the best with what what, what was a shocking film? <laughs> uh, less less of that. It was a fantastic film, and uh, it was also nominated for an Oscar. So you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and if, I'm, if we're also saying it's out of these out of these three songs, out of these three songs, it's the only one by a British artist, and we're talking British crime films. That's it. It's it's the one. It's the one. I'm, I'm taking no arguments. Michael, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Given it is the Stranglers, and and they do appear multiple times. I think they're probably the only one that appears more than once. Golden Brown that I said. Remind me, remind me yeah, who's the, the artist. Yeah, 
But Mr. Fox has said it's the only British band. That's a very good. It's British band. It's both British bands. Am I wrong? The Stranglers, Golden Red, and the Stranglers, Peaches, are Booker T and the MGs. Yeah. Um, good point. Go oh, right, right. You know, right. Your best, it's a British bounce. You know what? But I, I do think Green Onion has got that proper. It is. It is. But the Stranglers have appeared twice. So is it between Peaches and Golden Brown? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's just Peaches. It's Peaches. Peaches wins. We all picked it. We all picked it. All three of us. It's one argument though. We did all pick it. But then two of us picked Golden Brown. And the only reason why you didn't, Chris, is because you knew that me and Michael would. I knew that exactly. Of course I did. So this is the declaration (laughs) that the the best British crime film song is anything by the Stranglers. I think we've done it. I think we've done it. It's, it's, it's just, just the stranglers. stranglers. Yeah. The stranglers are the British crime yeah. land. They've got everything. They've got punk, they've got rock, they've got scar. In fact, in fact, we can clarify this much better. We can actually do the best intro to a British crime crime gangster film is Peaches. And the best song whilst something important is happening in the film. <laughs> Not sure how you'd word that. Pivotal moment. It's golden yeah, brown. So, so what, so what you're saying is the most important one is peaches. So yeah, there we go. You know, <laughs> you know what? Chris, you, know what? <laughs> you can have it this week, pal. Hey, you're, you're the one who said it. You're the one who said it, man. Not me. You, you, you said you know, it first. I, I, said it, I, I said it. But I prefer golden brown. But it's fine. You, know you can what? have it. Actually, actually, golden brown. It is the first. The first song that I thought of when we said that we were doing Guy Ritchie song, Guy Ritchie films. It was Gordon Brown. Brown. And then we extended it to British yeah, Crime, so. British Gangster, and it was still Gordon Brown. So to me, it's still Gordon Brown. It is. I can't no, I can't go no with Peaches. I've got to go with Gordon Brown. Golden Brown was Well, everybody, song. everybody, thanks for listening. Uh this is a very annoyed Mr. Christopher Brass Tax Foxen signing off. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> we've got we've got radio rental over there and the governor up there. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm unhappy. I'm well, unhappy. You, but you know, I'll you've spoken. You you've spoken. We're going to see what the people say. We're going to see what the I'll people tell you what, go I'll, on. I'll give you this then, right? Me and Richard have chosen Golden Brown as the winner, but we only need one person to choose next net the next episode. So we'll let you choose what the next episode is about. Now you put me yeah. on the spot. Well, now well, we, we've discussed. We've discussed what, what, what categories the next episode could be. About. Do you know what? Like, I'm going to go with your category that we were talking about, and we're going to go holiday songs. But I think it's going to be it's a bit too much of a a wide category. So we're limiting it to pop punk, pop punk holiday songs. Mm. That is what our next. I, I, Pop punk holiday songs. I don't know. I think it's see. My, do you know my, no, my holiday no, songs? No, because I've yeah, got some really yeah. out there songs that you're going to be like, what my, my the hell? I need to hear this. My theme. holiday songs don't tend to be pop punk. My holiday songs are all metal. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we've we've had a, we've had films, we've had games. Let's do you know something to do with our lives then. Um, right. We're going to go with holiday songs, but there's a catch. Oh. There is a catch. There's no reserves. Five songs. That's it. Five songs. No matter if we get this, we're not going to get the same five songs. I'm a metalhead. You know, you're a pop punk boy. And uh, I don't even know what Michael is. Scottish. Michael's just a bit of everything, isn't he? He's uh, the, the eclectic. The eclectic. <laughs> He's going to have the most obscure bands of them all. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go with holiday songs. I love it. I think that's fantastic. There's going to be some proper eclectic stuff going on in there, lads. I hope so. I hope so. 
So, well, that's it. That's it. All that's left to say is please go to www.alifeofmusicrocks, our nice, new and improved, snazzy-looking website where you can get all the info that you need, all the little um, all the hot links to the, uh, to the blog, to new music, new bands, and, of course, this very podcast that you're listening to. Michael, where can they find you? Uh, pretty much everywhere. So, yeah, just go to Alive of Music Rocks and I'll be there. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Alive of Music Rocks. We've also got our mind cassettes on Instagram. Richard, where can they find you? Uh, well, I've actually discovered now where they can actually find me. I'm actually on Twitter, I believe. And my handle, if that's the correct word, is Reesh underscore 101. Wonderful, wonderful. And I am at Mr. Foxen on Instagram. But, yes, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Peace. A Life of Music Rocks presents Mind Cassettes. <laughs>